podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to Slogging It, another, uh, our second in fact, um, for, uh, reworked version of uh, last week in cricket. So, plenty to talk about. Uh, we have got uh, the absolute debacle of a third test. Uh, I'm sure I can think of a few bees under my bonnet about that, no doubt. Uh, we will talk about the 100 draft, we will talk about Australia against New Zealand, of which I've got no idea about. Um, I um, hashtag don't care. Um, um, we England uh, ladies in New Zealand. Uh, they played two one-day games, and uh, yeah, we will also cover off um, the the interview we did with Paul Franks, aka the General. Uh, so yeah, let's start with India, England. Absolute shit show. The BCCI should all be transported onto another fucking planet and left there to rot. Um, I said I'd find a bee under my bonnet, and it just happens to be the BCCI. Um, that's a change. That makes a change, don't know. Normally, you just sit here and abuse the... Uh, oh, no, that's right. It is the BCCI. Yeah. <laughs> um, look, a mixture of ter- poor batting. Um, it, it fascinated me how on both sides, how many um, wickets were taken with non-spinning deliveries. Now, probably... Look, 21. It happens. 21. I heard it the first time. It happens um, sometimes. 21. Yes, thank you, Simon. Um, we've been getting on fine so far today. Let's not change that. Um, the, um, if a couple rag, then obviously this, this straight honour can can obviously then start to pick up poles. But um, I don't believe, and obviously we had a chat about the pitch last week and I conceded that, you know, and I agree, India should be able to, Create pitches that suit their um, bowlers and therefore style of play. However, a two-day test match is no good for test cricket and therefore the wicket was substandard. End of story. It's a very simple way, simple uh, analytic way, analytical way of looking at it. But I, the, the worst thing about the pitch for me was that not only... Well, there was nothing in it for a seamer, which I don't necessarily mind. But the fact that due to the nature of the pitch and the makeup of it, no seamer could bowl on it because they couldn't stand up. And that, that for me, is where the actual playing surface, the bit, the, the 18 metres between pop increase to pop increase, I didn't think was anywhere near as bad as everyone's making it out to be. Um, I know I had said the same about the one last week. Like I say, there was 30 wickets in the game. 21 of them were to straight balls now if for me if a pitch is absolutely ragging and flying and bouncing and spitting then that's a poor pitch this i didn't see many balls like explode and go through it above head height from full of a length there was none of that look people i was on gorilla comment gorilla cricket commentary yesterday and should have been on it today um but they they were talking about oh there haven't been any shooters no, a bad pitch isn't solely determined by ones that fly off over your head off a length or shooting deliveries. I'm sorry, like you know, it's it's just wrong. Like you know, it's not like India went on and scored 700 in the first dig, no, which, no, no, which no, is then yeah. where people go, well, that's their conditions, and they played repaired a pitch that they can play on better than England. They got bowled out for 145. 
in the first innings uh, of both sides, you had one bloke who made 50, another than Coley who got 20 odd, I think, in the first dig. Um, no one made spit. Absolutely, you know, it's a poor. It's a it's a substandard test match wicket. I'm sorry, I conceded a bit of defeat, a bit of ground with the one last week, but that is to test cricket. In order for test cricket to stay test cricket and be the pinnacle of the game as it is, and as all the lads who play test cricket say it should always be, and all the pros say that they want to play at the highest level, which is deemed to be test cricket. If enough money is going to retain in test cricket, then for that. It's still a commercial business. You need sponsors. Channel 4 have bought the rights yeah, to, yeah. to the India series. I can't imagine they'll be running to um, the ECB saying, oh, yeah, can we, do, can we do the rest? Because simply, they can't sell advertising over two days of test cricket. No one wants to watch the, you know, episode 34B of Frasier on loop for three days because there's no cricket to watch. What a show. Great, great what show. A show. Actually, that, that particular episode is, isn't one of the best. Um but like you know, it, it's a, it's it's ridiculous. Like Test cricket should go into the fourth day. But is that did right? Was that did it not go into the third day solely through the pitch or through player incompetence? I was going to say it's an interesting conversation to have, and the reason for that is because I think the psychology was more important and, and it's interesting that we've just been talking to the doc and we're going to be talking or uh, releasing Amy's episode in a couple of weeks time but the psychology is what I think got most of the players out they were expecting the ball to turn because of the wicket and because in my opinion it was a pink ball which had more lacquer that's why the ball was went as straight as it did I mean if that was a red ball I'd love to see a red ball on that same wicket to see if it, it if it reacts the same or, or the same or differently compared to a, a, a pink ball what um, defines? Sorry, what defines a straight ball? Was Zach Crawley bowled by a straight ball in the second innings? I believe he was. Yes. I don't think he was. I believe Johnny Bairstow was bowled by a straight ball, but the one that got Crawley first ball of the innings. Did Johnny say. Bairstow missed two yeah, straight did, balls. Yeah. Let's yeah. face it, uh, and got very lucky with the first one. Let's have the truth be known. But um, yeah. I Crawley's did turn. Now it probably only turned half a bat, but you talk you hear spinners all over the world in league cricket as well saying, "Oh, we only need to do, you'll need to do half a bat with it, whether that's a seamer on a green one or a or a spinner." So I think that it, to 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 do Zach Crawley with that is a little bit harsh. Uh, there were a lot of LBW decisions. No, and, no, 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 no. I don't think I don't think that's I don't think I wouldn't classify that as a straight ball. It was a ball that was hitting the stumps. <coughs> yeah, but well, it's yeah, not. Yeah. A, but online, a straight, it wasn't one ball. that just went on with the arm. Is what I'm saying. Mm. No, it wasn't right on it. But for me, I, you, you can say what, say what I like about the ball. What Axa did very well was he he used his, whether it's natural variation his or whatever it was, but you was saw. Brilliant, in fairness. His pace variation was good, but you saw as soon as he chucked the ball up, it mm. spun. And as soon as he bowled it flat, when he bowled it below 90 kilometres an hour or 89 kilometres an hour, whatever it was, when he bowled it below that and got it up above the eye line, it spun. Mm. When he bowled it above that, he bowled it as slightly as an undercutter. You could see from how the seam was going down. It hit and it skidded. Now, he's not... It wasn't the fact that the one that he got to go up and over, it wasn't... To be fair, Joe Root, when you saw how he was bowling, one of like undercutters, but he got the seam going down and they were hitting and gripping and he got five for eight. Yeah. Like, that. that's... I think England got bowled out by a spinner bowling very well on a pitch with an amount of assistance. Now, if England, and I'll take it back to the age-old adage, like we used the game against Australia when Australia got bowled out for 60. Australia got bowled out 
by a seam bowler bowling on a pitch with a little bit of assistance. And he bowled very well. The, the, the commentators were also doing my nuts in here. You know, talking about, you know, when you're facing seam, you've got to have a pair of guns on you because, you know, um, it's bravery. I think they called it versus spin, which is all tactical. Uh, yeah. And I was going, well, no. Skill, yeah. <clears throat> the other thing, the other thing, which which I think was was really interesting, it was not a great advert for Test cricket. I mean, you know, you watch the T uh, Twenty game of which four hundred and thirty four runs were scored in a day, and then you watch the Test match of which there was three hundred and eighty three scored across the whole Test match. You know, it's not a great advert for Test cricket. I think the one thing you can, whether you think it's because of the pitch or through incompetence or or whatever, it was a terrible advert for yeah. Test cricket. I think the reason that the batsmen got out the way that they did is because they thought on that pitch you had a number. Basically, one of the yeah. balls was going to get you out. So, therefore, you were either super aggressive or you played shots that you wouldn't normally play because you didn't trust the wicket. That's why I think, you know, people will look at it and go, why did he play that shot? Because of the pitch. And, again, it's the psychology, I think. That was the really interesting part for me. What do you say to club cricketers every Saturday on the first game in April? Every club cricketer will go in and think, oh, my God, we're playing in April. It's going to jag about, jag about, jag about. It's going to go everywhere. And they'll go in. And the first thing you're taught as a batter is play every ball on that yeah. ball. Play the yeah. ball. Shane Warne used to get hundreds of wickets because it was Shane Warne. He'd come up and he'd say at the start, oh, I've got this new ball. What is it? It's a straight exactly. one. <laughs> Bob Holt, great genius. No one else has ever thought of that before. And he'd get all these wickets with his whatever he called it. His flipper. Slider or flipper whatever or it was. Yeah. Flipper. Like he'd come up with a, a zooter and Ashwin's come up with a carrot ball. It's a deuce row and everybody else, anyone else bowled it, but he's had to call it something <laughs> different. The one he got Ollie Pope with like, in the second dig, by the way. What that, a scene. Ollie and Pope the first. They were identical. Absolute <laughs> yeah, nuts, to be fair to him. He's just gone. Thank you. Was, was, was that like, the straight he, one? <laughs> yeah. You see him, the like uh, the first one. The first one was a straight one. The first one, he's just gone with arm, gone straight across him, and he's gone. But the second one, you Jesus saw him Christ, look that up, was like, didn't you? like he's like, what can I do yeah. with that? He, you know, he's like, that's too good for me. Sorry, lads, yeah. and fair play. I've got, and that that I've got no qualms about. Ollie Pope there, the first innings, right? Should you be getting bowled by an off spinner who's going like that? You can say you got stuck on the crease. He didn't go anywhere. He just went. Yeah. Like, it's second innings, fair play. You, but no one will sit there and go, that ridiculous piece of bowling. Everyone's going to sit and go, oh, it's easy on that pitch. Mm. The, like, uh, the other on. thing, so Simon and I had a conversation about this. Um, I was listening to Talk Sport 2 at, some, uh, at one point yesterday afternoon, and KP and Butcher were having a, a chat <laughs> about playing pre-DRS and post-DRS. And the fact that Butcher mm. said that I could lump my front foot down the wicket with my back behind my pad, and no, I was never going to be given out. Mm. And KP saw both sides of the fence, having played, obviously, pre- and post-DRS. Um, and then he, he was talking about his um, his problems against left-arm spin, and it was an amazing kind of 20, 30 minutes during the break of, uh, of coverage and insight from, you know, KP's a great, you'd say Butcher was a very, very good test match player, but probably hangs his hat on that 173 against Australia at Headingley, to be quite honest, but... Um, yeah, I'd love to get Mark on to to talk about um, that. You know, have that conversation that he had with KP, um, and, and talk about the the differences in in the way that the batsmen have to approach the game now. Um, because I I was absolutely taken in by it. I thought it was amazing. Mm. Um, if 
ERS is an interesting one. Do we want to, do we want to have a small discussion about well, DRS? Depends on who's using we, DRS. Are we, are we, yeah, we're talking about DRS in the rest of the world or DRS in India, where they have their only cameras that are situated <laughs> I mean, I, on the moon. I think that this test has brought up a massive amount of confusion for DRS and what it actually what's it designed mm, we had this chat is yesterday, it designed to we? get the right decision yeah is it designed to get the right decision or is it designed to prove umpires mm. to, to to prove umpires wrong is it are, are they using it in the american way that american sports use there's got to be conclusive evidence that the umpire is clearly or that the referee or that there's clearly been an error which in my my thoughts where that was what drs was bought in for or are we using DRS to get the right decision? Because there was a couple of things yesterday, and yes, it was when England are batting, where Joe Root went forward, got given out. For me, it was a horrific decision, because I'm sorry, after 15 replays, you've got one angle that makes it look like pad first, everyone else looks like bat first. And, Should have stayed with the on-field decision. They got, right? But the, so this is what I'm saying. For me, they got the right decision at the end of it, because there was no way anyone could confident 100% yeah. say that was Padford. Where, but where, where no does the benefit could. of the doubt to the batter then come in? Because this is another thing that's been lost yeah. in translation, right? So that, and that's my point, is the right, the correct decision with that benefit of the doubt was not out. Yeah. That, that's, I don't think anyone can ever argue with yeah. that. Because I can, what? whatever way they want to argue it, you could show an image that showed the, the other thing. But then you've got the folks one yeah. that was given out. Same thing, basically. And Exactly the same thing, and that was kept. But as actually, out. looked as if he hit it before it hit the pad. Looks as if he hit it, and so like you're standing there going, "Well, where's the consistency?" And now, I know we can talk about the BCCI and the, and their use of angles with the Rowett Sharma stumping, when all of a sudden they're deciding what views the umpires getting, which is fundamentally wrong. But for me, there's a, a question that needs to be had on what is DRS actually for? You th- is it to get the right decision, or is it to get to prevent a how? Do you think that? Um, the Joe Root one, you know, because look, let's be honest, the BCCI do decide on the, the the views that the third umpire gets. Do we think that the Joe Root one, they only allowed him the angles that they did because they were convinced that the on-field decision would be upheld? They wanted an angle to prove that the umpire was out. Yeah, was, was but then right also with the Ben Folks one, the, the third umpire was never going to give two against his employers, was he? No, and, and the, the, the the biggest issue was the Rohit Sharma stumping. Mm. When you got an image last week when they were using it, when the stump cam, you could see it. I mean, Ben Folks doesn't flick a bail off either, no, no, does he? No, he no, flattens yeah. the stump. So from stump cam, you're going to see the movement, you can see everything. There was an absolute bomb crater where he's sliding or lifting his foot back into. What they need to do is show that one angle, and you'd be able to see whether his foot was in the two-foot hole that had been dug in the shambles of a crease area, or whether it wasn't. But they went one view, side on. Yeah, he's definitely over the line. We don't know if it's in the air or not. Not out. Yeah. 3.4 seconds, isn't it? It was unbelievable. It was one one replay. They they literally went, showed it, forward, back, not out. And I'm still going, hey, whoa, 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 hey, hey, a minute. So what we're saying is like, it's not DRS, it's the people that are using DRS, just to confirm. It's the people that are in control of the people using DRS. Yeah, yeah. I, I, and I think it's we, it, there needs to be clarification on what DRS is for. There are, yeah. Well, look, the, 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 it's, it's come to a point where 
um, the BCCI are in so much control of global cricket that it's gone too far to, for it to ever be righted, I think. I, there, needs to be, there needs to be something come out from the BC, BCCI because we're all stood there spouting, slagging off the BCCI. They, they don't have to do it because they're in so much control and no. therefore they won't do it. So, because but, you know, yeah, I mean, I've said to you two both privately, it's very much looks like the BCCI shoving two fingers up at world cricket and just go, "Sorry, lads, we'll do what we fucking want." It's it's almost like they've said we didn't want this in the in the first place, so we're going to prove it's a shambles. Yeah. Yeah. But that's that, that's how it comes across to me because they're not necessarily always cheating at, in favour of India. That's like you've seen. If, if they were, they'd have made it so Joe Root's out, yeah, yeah, folks yeah. out. Sharma not out. They, they they would do that. But well, that was my question before. They're... Do you not feel like the the things the the views that they offered was because they were so convinced that those two decisions would be out anyway? Yeah, yeah, maybe. I, I I'm trying to I'm trying to not go down the line <laughs> of the BCCI yeah. cheating. I, I'm trying. Yeah, not yeah, no, to. and I get that, and I appreciate it. To... I'll, I'll I'll keep like... I'll keep my flag in the sand. Um, at the BCCI are cheating. Yeah, yeah, and that's fine. I, I'm. I'm trying to provide another a side that view, might be that, hang on, <laughs> that, that that might be the fact that the umpire just doesn't know what he's doing. He's <laughs> yeah. test elite level he's, umpire. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but that's there's obviously a process that they go through with these review systems, like you see if LBW right spin vision. Can I have spin vision, please? Yes, it's close to the bat. No, he's not. He's missed it by six inch. But for some reason, we're going to go to hotspot or snicker or whatever one they've got. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. There's the process, no mark on the say, bat. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and then they go, right, okay, and then ball tracking when available. And that's the process that they go through. Yeah. And there's a start and yeah. an end. Is there a, the process for every delivery you saw with the Pope catch when it went up in the air? Like, it stopped it as soon as it yeah, went, yeah, oh, no, it's yeah, Mr. Bat yeah. done. Mm-hmm. Like, hang on a minute. No, 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 no. There's got to be. So is someone not following the process? And if he's not, why yeah. not? Is it under pressure from the BCCI, in which case they're cheating? Or is it because he's incompetent? Yeah. The summary of all of this, by the way. The summary of all of this is that um, India um, have now made sure England cannot qualify for the Test Championship final against New Zealand. I think they should just get on a plane and come home, call them all cheats and tell them to fuck off. Um, (laughs) (laughs) My game's not going how I want it to. I'm going. It's my ball. I'm off. Um, You asked Simon, whether there's a start and an end to everything. There should be a start and an end to this uh, actual podcast. But I fear that if we keep talking about this, then there may have been a start, but there might not ever be an end. Uh, So we're going to have to move on. Um, We are going to have to move on. We're going to now talk uh, briefly about the 100 draft. Yep. Uh, quite a lot of players not retained um, who were still hopefully being picked up in the draft that then didn't happen. So there are a few casualties there, which is obviously a shame for those lads. Who's your um, biggest surprise that didn't get picked? I thought uh, I thought Jack Taylor would get picked up. Okay. Foster. I really did. Um, yeah, I, to be honest, I'm still one of those people who hasn't paid massive, massive attention to it. Um, I'm, I'm kind of, I think as a product, it'll do okay in the summer. But what I haven't had is the t- bandwidth or the mind space in order to pay the draft. I, I watched the draft in full last year, yeah. but now I'm just kind of waiting to see whether it's going to work and if it's going to be any good or not. I haven't, um, I, I haven't, you know, and obviously it wasn't, tel- it wasn't televised this time, was it? Whereas mm-hmm. last year it was. Um, so I think that was probably a bit of a mistake. My biggest surprise yeah, is Ben Folks not being picked up. I mean, he was Who? released by Ben Folks. 
All oh, right. Yeah. I think it, the question is like some of the England lads have still been. I, I don't know whether that's inside knowledge, by the way, because whether or not they're going to say, right, Folks is going to be our keeper for England. So how much of the 100 is he going to be? I don't think so. Available because, for? Because, I mean, um, when, well, you've got when we listen Stokes, to... you've got loads of them in there, haven't you? Exactly, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. But the other thing is, if you're Folks, is he a centrally contracted player? Like, will he be getting a central contract on the back of this? So which bracket will he then fall into in returns of top two brackets of centrally contracted players oh, or I then see, yeah. down yeah. the bottom? Broad, Broad and Anderson still haven't got sides, have they? And you'd have thought, in regards of people, if it's a money-making enterprise, the Trent Rockets are going to want to get yeah, Broad yeah. in as a something like that. And Lancashire or whoever, whatever the team, Manchester Originals, I think yep. it is. Um, are going to want to have Jimmy Anderson bowling at the Jimmy Anderson end during the hundred. Mm. People are going to, kids are going to want. Point, to see there's that. no Anderson or so I think broad there's, either. There's going to be. There's still a lot more to come. They've all got one more selection, haven't they? A wild card. Yeah, they board, have. Yeah. Um, which is happening after the blast. Which can be made. It's happening after the blast. Yeah. So, yeah. So it gives guys an opportunity um, to then have a good blast, show that they're in a bit of form. Um, pull a mowing early IE IPL. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Why not? Yeah. Well, yeah. Um. I'm a bit I'm a bit gutted uh, Knots have got rid of Fletch. Yeah, yeah, we were uh, talking about that the other night, weren't we? And they've, they've re-signed Samit. They, they didn't pick up Samit in the first draft. He was missed out, but then not... Uh, or the Trent Train Rockets have, have re-picked it. Trent Rockets have, have got rid of Fletch and, and gone for Samit instead. So, And that's at Trent Bridge. So unless they know something about the Trent Bridge wickets for this summer and that we don't... Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It has warmed up up here yeah. in the last couple of days, though. So uh, maybe it's, uh, you know... Um, maybe they're going to prepare Bunsen's. Um, so the first time in 150 years at <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um So yeah, so that's that's the hundred. Um, Australia not really interesting. Uh, England ladies in uh, New Zealand they have gone last night went two nil up. Uh, it started really well with the ball. I, I watched I watched a bit of it, um, a fair bit of it actually. Uh, the first innings anyway. I think uh, New Zealand was 60 for five when I turned off. Uh, I just thought, well, this this game's done. Uh, and it was quite late, so I wanted to go to bed. Um, but uh, but yeah, so the England ladies obviously doing well. They're currently ranked third in the world, India, Australia, then England in terms of one-day cricket. But I think having the opportunity to go out to New Zealand where the World Cup's going to be held uh, is obviously beneficial for them. I, I think you would say that those conditions are probably most likened to English conditions anyway, aren't they? And so it's, it's not like a, a fish out of water. But yeah, obviously great to see the girls uh, representing us extremely mm. well and continuing their great work. Um, just not wanting to pass over on those two uh, or three subjects that lightly, but we obviously were berating uh, England and India and the BCCI and umpires for such a, a period that uh, we probably want to move on now to, to um, looking back at the interview we did with the general, Paul Franks. What a guy, hey? I have to say. Without knowing him and, and obviously meeting him for the first time, his voice is just so cathartic. I literally was just <laughs> yeah. sitting there. I listened to it yesterday, obviously, when we released it. And, um, it yeah, I just literally, his voice is just so cathartic. I, I said this, I think I posted this on the Instagram um, comments section. I was like, you know, I, I've enjoyed all the pods, but I really yeah, enjoyed yeah, that one. Did, yeah. Yeah. It was one of those where I could just listen to over and over again. And, yeah, I mean, w- w- what a talent. And then more so, what a mind now that's now, you know, shaping the direction from a... Um, an assistant coach coaching. point of view for yeah, lots. Yeah. I think the way that he, um, like you say, he's approaching that and he's mindful of how we need to deal with different players in different ways and whatever. 
We learned something when we did a recording earlier this week, which obviously we're not going to talk about just yet because it's going to come out in a while. But and it's really surprised me. And I think it's either an oversight or it's a disgrace on behalf of the ECB. Now, obviously, there was that big, you know, all singing, all dancing thing where all the, you know, ex-England players who were still with us um, got to go for that dinner and stuff. Uh, anybody who played for England. And Franksy wasn't invited, despite having played for England. Like, I don't know. I think that's something that, you know, he's probably either upset by or extremely unhappy about because that's a dreadful oversight. Uh, now, it may be clerical, but that's still pretty poor, um, regardless from the ECB. If it's a conscious decision, then that's disgusting, quite frankly. Well, I think it's disgusting whether it's a conscious decision or not. It's not odd. You're, adding, you're putting numbers on a sheet and you're sending invites yeah, yeah, out. Yeah. I mean, it's not... There must be a list of everybody <laughs> that's ever played for England who's still yeah. alive. And, and who's still alive. It's because he's got a number. Like, yeah. I mean, not, not so... Not so bad a few of the one game ones. So if 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 him and Darren Patterson did, it might be a maybe it's a maybe it's a, a a thing against the middle at the East Midlands. Maybe it's a yeah. could be could be they don't like they don't like playing at the most successful ground. So they're going to slag all the players. <laughs> um, no, if I, I think I, I, I've not had a chance to speak to Frankie about it. Um, if that's true, and we've got no reason. I mean, the guy that said it knows everything. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I've got no reason to suspect it's not the case. But um, I, I mean, for me, the interview was, uh, I've, I've known Frankie for a very long time, but um, it was my favourite interview. Not I'm not saying that I haven't enjoyed all the others, but for me to have that personal link to him, it's been, I really enjoyed it. How open he was talking about all the stuff. And we say this about all our guests, I know, um, how open they are and, and up for talking about the various different bits. And and like I said in the interview, I can remember when I was coming through the not stuff and I can remember being a 13-year-old and Franksy was 17 making his debut and being like, oh my God, this guy. And him, him walking around knots was like everyone at knots involved in knots cricket. It was just like, it's poor Franks, it's poor Franks. Like, this, is, this is unbelievable. And I to this day, I can remember sitting there going, watching that game when he walked out to bat, going, you know, he'll be, it's just he, he'll he'll do this. There's not even a debate. He he did. He won games of cricket, and it obviously didn't work out. And then the troubles he went through after that, and the injury stuff was it, it was hard for everyone to to sit and have a look at and how honest he was about it. I, what what a bloke! What an insight into coaching. The stuff he said about Moeen Ali was really interesting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I. I thought I think I think you're right, Sai. And when and when we can't say this enough, to be quite honest, in terms of you know every week we say about oh you know it's great that the the guests are so open with us. Like for the most part, let's make no bones about it. These blokes, these these guests, ladies, men, whatever, don't really know us. You know, obviously, you know, you've known Paul for a long time. Um, you know, Toby, we all know, and and Max to a, to a point, and a couple of the others I I've known for for a while, but. You know, not to the point where we've ever really discussed any of this kind of mental and emotional stuff with them in any detail at all. So it, the fact that they are so open, it, it really is a testament to them and the fact that they actually see the value in what we're trying to do and promote. So, yeah, uh, yeah we, we must kind of thank them all again for, for that. It is important that they um, come on and, and, you know, and when they do come on, they, they fully open up and what have you. But, we, you know, we don't. Uh, there have been times where we've had conversations that have gone to places that we never would have expected them to go. Um, you know, 
So uh, yeah, no, it's, it's the interview we did this week, definitely. What? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. The interview we did this yeah. week. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, but yeah, look, you know, m- many more great guests to come. Uh, we've got some really exciting chats lined up. We've had a couple uh, great chats, uh, three, four great chats in the last kind of seven, ten days or whatever. Uh, that will be coming out. So um, yeah, look, exciting times for the pod. Um, look, the golf day it's it's it's, it's going great guns. Um, no, if you don't like golf, uh, there is an opportunity to join us just for dinner, uh, which will also be great. Uh, and then there'll be the big Q&A with the pros and uh, the the auctions and all the other bits that go around that. It just promises to be an amazing, amazing experience. Um, you know, pros on tables, uh, the opportunity to engage with, with some of your heroes, um, you know, not, not, not only just from cricket, but from other sports as well uh, and other celebs and what have you. So... Um, yeah, great opportunity to get involved and engage, not just with the three of us, but also, you know, um, sporting celebrities and what have you. So, I think we'll be the least of everyone. <laughs> yeah, I think you're probably right. Yeah. Well, you know, people um, are coming to see just us. There we go. <laughs> well, yeah, maybe maybe they are. If that's what you want to think, you, then that's fine. Um, so, yeah. One um, uh, one thing I wanted to mention, the cricket day. Um that's things like if people want to umpire, come and umpire. We need stuff like that. Are we, are we going to do a bit of a competition, maybe, and someone might have the opportunity to umpire for us? Yeah, I imagine a bit. I imagine want to lose our demographic racing at that opportunity. Mm. Should we get the Should we get the Indian umpires to come across from uh, from the test? <laughs> oh. You know, I tell you what. <laughs> after the amount of shit, I'm just going to bat like that. After the amount of shit I've been giving them, <laughs> maybe I'll maybe maybe I'll score because I won't be fucking scoring any if I go out to the middle. I'm, I'm expecting Jono to be Novichoks or something. It's thank God the Russians don't play fucking yeah, cricket. Exactly. Yeah. Christ alive. Um, but yeah, no, Simon's right. Obviously, um, yeah, the, 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 the rig kind of marquee cricket day that we've going on is the 30th of August up against the uh, National Fire Service team at Tick Hill. Um, so yeah, that's all very, very exciting news as well. So if you want to engage with this or talk to us about how you can get involved in that, that would also be wonderful. Um, but yeah, we need to go and spend some time with our respective other halves because we've got uh, we've got something else to do in a couple of hours. So, uh, gents, for now, thank you very much, uh, and I shall see you in a very short while. We'll do. Have a good one. Have fun, guys. Podcast Network.